Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Janelle Hansen, the managing attorney at the law office of Janelle Hansen. Janelle, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on the podcast because you have a pretty amazing story. And tell people, tell the audience a little bit about how long it is that you've actually had your own law firm. Just a few months. <laughs> so I started end of February, beginning of March, basically of this year. So you started your own law firm just as the pandemic was, uh, and by the way, we're in the Bay Area. So just as the pandemic was raging through the Bay Area, um, yeah. when you decided to launch your law firm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and tell us a little bit about what are the areas of law that you practice? So I do estate planning and trust administrations. My bread and butter right now, because I'm a one-woman show, as I tell my clients, um, I try to do non-complex matters. And what that looks like is someone who might just have like a home and a few bank accounts um, where they need to do planning for their family, but they don't. sometimes they don't always see the need because they think, well, I just have one house. It's not like I have... $5 million or $10 million. And it's, you know, you have to explain to them, you still need to do planning, especially if you live in California, so you can avoid probate. So exactly. I love that you're that focused on the kind of client you want. You're not trying to appeal to everybody, but you were doing some things before you started your law firm. And I think that's a really interesting story. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing before you decided to start your own firm. Sure. So when I first got out of law school, I did more litigation, so trust litigation, probate matters. We also did estate planning for non-complex matters, but really the bread and butter was litigation. And that was really interesting and has helped me become a better estate planning attorney because you see the end result. So you see where bad drafting happens. You understand what clauses you should be putting in. Also, when I'm speaking to clients who have dicey family dynamics, I can help them plan for those better because I've seen it play out in litigation. So I can say, here's some provisions you might want to include, or this is how you might want to split things up. Yeah. And and I want to dive into that a little bit more because not only can you see around corners with regards to litigation, that helps your trust and state planning practice, but you you could go get a job at a big law firm as a trust and estate litigation attorney and do very, very well. Uh, Yet, You've chosen to leave that world and start your own law firm focused on, for the moment, basic estate planning. And someone who's not familiar with the law and and law careers may look at that and go, what is she doing? But the truth is, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to do what you did. And I I know uh, not everyone that listens to the podcast owns their own firm. We have a lot of budding attorney entrepreneurs who are unhappy with uh, where they are currently at a law firm. And are thinking about maybe taking the plunge to open their own firm, but they yeah. haven't done it yet. Or some people may have opened their firm and are you know kind of wondering, gosh, did I really do the right thing? And so there's a lot of power in the in your story of you know, leaving a law firm to start your own law practice. And so I'd like to t- can you take us back through, you know, 
what were some of the reasons that you decided to start your own law firm instead of staying as an attorney uh, in, in trust and state litigation? So I worked that as my first, but my most most recent place I was working at, the most the firm I worked at before I started mine was not litigation. It w- veered more toward estate tax and income tax planning. So I have seen complex matters also. <laughs> it was a lot of property tax planning, like ABC, marital trust, irrevocable trust, doing trust administrations where you have like six trusts going, um, business valuations, all of that, very complex matters and no, and very little on the litigation side. And so I actually got a degree like as a uh, master's in tax law. So I do have a tax LLM and I loved my firm there. It was a small firm. They're pretty family oriented in those sense that if things are going on, they really try to work with their employees. So I loved it there. I have nothing against them. I actually, they refer me some of their matters they can't take on. <laughs> so I still have a good relationship with them. But I ended up leaving there because I had my daughter in 2020 and I had some health things come up because of that. And then also just with COVID going on, Kids' schools kept shutting down. Like anytime somebody sneezed, it was like, okay, we have to shut down this cohort. And so now you're bringing kids home. And it was just getting really difficult to keep up with the work and the hours that they needed me to and help take care of my family and balance all of that. Um, Plus my health things that were going on. So I tried to stick it out. But at the end of 2020, like, or sorry, 2021. So November, 2021, I just kind of had to read the writing on the wall and I didn't want to sour the relationship with my firm because it's like, they're a business, right? So (laughs) they need someone reliable and I don't want to be the drain on them of they need to get work moving and they're holding out for me. So I decided to step down and I didn't really know what I was going to do at that point because I was feeling really burned out physically and emotionally And so I was even toying with the idea of as much as I loved estate planning and this field, I just thought maybe I'd do something else. I just really kind of felt lost for a little bit. Thankfully, we had enough to kind of float us through for a couple of months. And that was when the Omicron surge and everything hit in December and January. I was going to try to throw my hat in the ring to do like insurance sales because my brother had a successful business. and. Like that was the same vein of estate planning. I know about insurance, but I just wasn't able to start that business because, again, all this COVID thing, you know, stuff hitting. And so then it, at the end of February, I'm starting to really try to like dig in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to launch this insurance business. Well, out of the blue, I have friends I'm talking to and you know, we're saying, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing. And how are things going with you with the pandemic? And I'm talking to a friend and they say, oh, you do estate planning? My parents need an estate plan. And my friend's been on me because they just went through things when one of their parents passed away and it's been a nightmare. And they wish they had done estate planning and they've been talking to me about it. I want my parents to get theirs done. Will you meet with my parents? So I'm like, yeah, of course, because I'm like things are starting to run low and right. you need to build cash up now. So um, then like the next day, somebody else contacts me. Oh, we're ready to do our estate plan now. Janelle, would you help us with this? Sure. So I, I literally in the span of a week had like three or four people call me 
and ask me <laughs> to do estate plans. And then the kicker was my son was in basketball at the YMCA and I was chatting with one of the parents and he was like, we need an estate plan. He had had some health stuff, health scare things. And so they were like, would you do our estate or do you do a estate plan? Would you take us on as a client? And I just looked at him and I was like, yes, yes, I would. And then I immediately called my best friend up and I was like, I need to start my own law firm. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my malpractice. Who's your malpractice person? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is so cool. I had no idea about that story. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so if, hypothetically speaking, you had an opportunity to go back and work for a firm, maybe the firm that you left, but another, or maybe another firm, but a firm that would accommodate you know, your, the things you have to do for your family and for your health, would you continue to, would you choose to continue to own your own firm or would you want to go back and uh, you know, accept a job at another firm? So I always had wanted to start my own firm. I just all I just had doubted myself. So the friend that I called up, she began her own firm. I think it's been about four years ago now. And when she jumped out on her own, she's like, Janelle, you need to do your own thing. You need to come join me. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I'll let you know. So now that I'm doing it, I wouldn't go back. It's even if you work at the best firm in the world, like really the firm I was at before, I love them there so much. <laughs> I still keep in touch with them. Um, it's a great place. If something ever happened and I needed to go back to a firm for whatever reason, uh, maybe I just miss having the people interaction or something, I would go back to them. And there's a spot there for me, they've said. But um, I just, there's a different level of flexibility when you have your own business. And that's really important for me because my kids are still young right now. And so it's really key for me to be able to be part of their lives. And like my son's in first grade, right? And he's going to have field trips this year. And I can go and do field trips or like I'll be volunteering in his class for um, parents can help volunteer things. I'll be able to volunteer and I'm not asking, hey, can I have time off to go volunteer at my son's school? And be part of his life in that way. So I can be fully present with my family, but then I can also still be fully present with my clients. So I want to ask you this, Janelle, because I get this question pretty often for people that are thinking about starting their own firm. And what they'll share with me is they'll say, look, I know a lot of people that have started their own law firms and they, most of them seem to be pretty happy with the decision they've made. Here's my concern. I think it's easier for me to continue just working at a firm uh, then it would be to start my own firm. Like there's so many things I have to do when I start my own law firm. It's just, it just seems like it's a lot to take on. But what I'm hearing from you, Janelle, is that you figured it out. It was actually the opposite. And that in starting your own firm, you found that um, even though you are now running your own business, um, you actually found that it affords you a lot more flexibility and maybe even a better quality of life, even though where you were coming from was a really good place as well. So if an attorney was to ask you that question um, about starting a, you know, their own law firm and it being more complicated than just working in a firm, um, how would you answer that? So I would say it depends on what kind of firm you're wanting to start. If you have a friend and you're trying to do a partnership or something, um, or you have a few people you're trying to, or you're trying to buy in somewhere, it's going to be, it's going to look different for you. So I can't speak to that, but 
coming from the sole proprietor aspect, which is what I am, I don't have an LLC or anything like that. Um, And because of my area of law, I'm able to keep my overhead really low. So right now, and think one thing that is good that has come out of the pandemic is people's willingness to meet virtually and the norm of it now. So I think one thing that's really helped is a lot of my clients I meet with virtually, like on the phone or via Zoom. So I don't actually have to have a physical space to go to. Um, And if I do need to meet a client in person, a lot of my clients are elderly, so they don't mind me going to their home and meeting with them. It's actually more convenient for them that way. And then for other clients, I've been creative. Like Sometimes I'll rent a space at the library for free. You can just you know, check out a room or I'll meet them at a coffee shop or a place of their choice if they don't want me to, you know, be at their home, which is fine. So um, I'm able to be creative with those things. And in terms of start up with the state plan, I'm just doing everything digitally. So I'm trying to be real cost effective with like office supplies and paper and all of those kinds of things. Cause yeah, that was something I'd always thought about too was, Oh man, I'm going to need all this money to start up. And I mean, it did take a little bit to start up, but not as much as I was anticipating. Um, and thankfully the bar is really good to sole proprietors in the sense that if you just open up a law office with your name, like I did law office of Janelle Hansen, there's no extra fees or anything you owe for that. So um, there's things you can do and be creative to keep costs low as you're jumping in. And like I said, right now, I don't have staff or anything. As I grow, my plan is to at least have one admin in the future, um, possibly another attorney in, in the future. But right now, it's okay that it's just me. Yeah. And I love that you have, you know, you're really focused on the budget. And you are working smart. You're not making needless investments that you don't need to make at this stage. You know, like getting an office and investing in a lot of complicated stuff because all of that is going to add costs that you have to meet every single month. And so by working smart and keeping your costs down, you're able to take more of that profit home, which is which is awesome. Um, one of the things that uh, that you mentioned, you know, the, the the thing that you're dealing with in your practice right now is actually organizing your time while starting a new firm. So this is something that I know uh, attorneys that are considering starting their new firm is, is a question they're going to have. How do you like organize your time when starting a firm? What are some of the challenges that come up? Tell us more about that situation you're in. So I am still learning that piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people out there don't know, but I'm going to share. So I'm working with Alay. He's my business coach. And I'm really glad I'm working with you, Alay, because I, I'm a very organized person. Like I'm pretty type A. And I think I did pretty well, you know, like in terms of organi- organizing my time. But there were still some things where I just felt in my soul <laughs> and in my gut where it's like, I could be maximizing this time like a little bit better. Or there was a piece of me that felt like I'm not getting to all the things that I'm really wanting to hit. And is it just me? Do I need to do something different with my schedule? Um, and so that's been really helpful to like bounce ideas off someone else and like, well, why don't you try doing this? Or like we did an exercise where I actually kept a spreadsheet of my time so I could see like 
you know, just in a sample week, you know, how many hours I'm spending on client work versus admin versus personal time, you know, whatever. And that was really helpful for me too to see because I would see in a day as I was logging things like, oh, wow, I'm spending a little bit more time on this today. And I'm going to take a pause from this right now. And I'm going to pivot over to this area and work a little bit more um, on that. So, so yeah, thankfully, I am I'm a go-getter and I do think ahead. So I wouldn't say it was like I was going behind. I was still delivering you know, quality to my clients and everything. I was still there for my family. Um, but just as I have that growth mindset and streamlining things, um, it's definitely something that I'm working to improve on daily. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that you pick that one out because when an attorney is starting to grow their law firm, they, there's a lot of things that they might be dealing with, but you've already figured out even before we started working together that uh, time is your most precious asset. And if there's one thing that you can do and do really well, it's manage your time. Right. And you've been able to do that. And one of the things that I've loved, and by the way, thank you for you know, letting everyone know that we're working together. You're an absolute delight. Uh, and I know Don would agree. Um, but one of the things that I love is you are not compromising the amount of time you spend in your firm. You started your own firm so you could spend time with your family. And that is what you're doing. You have very clear boundaries so you can focus on your health, so you can focus on your family and maybe a little bit more time for yourself too, so that you're not working yourself to the bone. And that's made a lot of these other things in terms of managing your time so much easier. And I can't tell you how often it is that you know, we work with clients and having them log their time is a challenge. It's not something they're used to. It's not something they want to do. And having them actually do that exercise that you just talked about is not an easy thing, but you knocked it out first try, bam. And it, it came out great. You know, the color coding looked terrific. And I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we're able to get some insights there. And we'll continue. You know, a lot of the things you're working on, focusing on systems while maintaining profitability. That's what it takes to grow to grow a successful firm. And so you know, one of the things I know that, that we talked about was the 2010-5 rule, 20 hours for client work, uh, 10 hours for like marketing and business development, and five hours for law firm admin. And you've been kind of playing with that a little bit. So as someone who's starting their own firm, you know, how does the time you're spending match up to those numbers? And, um, and tell us more about you know, how you're using those numbers in your, in your weekly practice. Yeah. So when I did the exercise, it's so interesting because I was like, well, it's a one-off week, but then I was just like talking to people and it's like, there's always a one-off week. Right? Like there's, <laughs> a, there's always something going on. But um, the week that I logged, it was a little bit different because that just happened to be a week where kind of a lot of client projects hit and I needed to front load some things. And so I did a lot more client hours that week than I've done like the next week. So like my admin was a little bit lighter. The business development piece was a little bit lighter. It was heavy on client hours. But then like the following week, because I had front loaded a lot of things and got a lot of those deadlines out of the way, then I was kind of more in a, a holding pattern, either waiting for things to come back or you know waiting to hear from clients to review documents, whatever it was. And so then I had more time to circle back to like the admin piece. Um, and then there's also just in starting your own firm, there is going to always just be a little bit more admin, I think, in the beginning because you're trying to set up your systems to have things be streamlined, right? So 
There are some things where I'm spending a little bit more time because maybe I'm creating templates for something or workflows or, you know, different things, you know, interviewing people to get my team in place, whether it's a bookkeeper or my drafting software, things like that, right? And so I'm learning those systems a little bit. And so it's going to take a little bit more time, but then eventually I'm just going to be in maintenance mode. So it's going to be a little bit less on the admin of like setting that stuff up and more just now I'm in the flow of things. Love it. I love that you're focused on that every week and that you know exactly why you're putting your time where you're putting your time. You, you view it as an investment. And, and I love that. Um, Janelle, what really excites you about your firm over the next 12 to 18 months? So I'm just excited about the growth. Um, it's been really... So it's been fun because at first, like I said, I mean, I had all these people coming out of the woodwork to <laughs> have me do their estate plans. But now actually a lot of my clients are referral based now from other sources, not just friends and family. And so that's something that I love is that I'm putting out good work and that people trust me and they're putting my name out there. And then the other thing I love is just working with clients. And I've had them all tell me the same thing, which is like a validation, but they're like, oh, I'm so grateful for you. You make things so easy for me. And I'm like, that's my job. (laughs) That's the point. The point of estate planning shouldn't be to confuse you more. Like this is already a stressful topic. It's a confusing topic. My job is to help you sift through all that, figure out what's important to you, what your goals are, and how we're best going to take care of your family when when you can't anymore, you know. And so um yeah, I just love that. I just love offering people peace and really like helping people when it's really a difficult time, whether it is they've lost a loved one and now they have to go through all the paperwork and the red tape just to get things to the right people. Or if it's a couple who's nervous and they don't want to think about passing away and who's going to watch their kids. So it's a lot of like counseling. (laughs) So I know that's why I understand with the state planning, why another word for attorney is counselor, because like 95% of my time is spent counseling people. Yeah, which is which is you know a, a great use of your time and your expertise, right? It's not just about knowing the law; it's about knowing people, and you do a really good job of combining those two things. Um, Janelle, if someone wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So I do have a website; it's lawofficeofjanellehanson dot com. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Uh, those are the two main places. Um, I'm starting to build up my web presence. That's another thing, just as a business, you don't have to tackle everything at once, right? So now that I'm starting to develop my clients and starting to have my business, I'm going to really start focusing on like Yelp pages and Google pages. So if you look me up, I'm there, but you just might not see reviews yet. <laughs> but that's my next like goal is, okay, if you've worked with me, feel or you know if you've referred a client, feel free to leave me reviews. So that's going to be the next piece. But you can find links to my website and things um, through there too. You know, I, I hate to mention this to you, Janelle, but you sound like an attorney entrepreneur to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you. being on the show today. <laughs> really appreciate our conversation. Thank you. Everyone, that's Janelle Hansen, Managing Attorney at the Law Office of Janelle Hansen. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, 
or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.